Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Pig. Pig. And won't you smile for the camera? I know you're gonna love it. Pig. I love that song. Pig. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's just like a happy, I know. lovely, beautiful song. <laughs> Existing in just like a world where there are no problems. Steely Dan is a really good band. Feel good band. Just feel good music through and through. Steel good with Steely Dan. Did he die recently? <laughs> like a few years ago? He might have, yeah. There's a Steely Dan Grateful Dead cover band Ooh. that plays sometimes, like in the Bay Area, that's supposedly really fucking good. Wow. And I love that. My swim coach Maybe in college we'll was a. Sometime. Yeah. My swim coach in college was a hardcore deadhead. Love. He was like really great guy, like super like disciplined, like would run like 10 miles at four in the morning every morning. Like was just like this tall, like just always on the go, like super, but he was like obsessed with the Grateful Dead and like you would not think when you saw him, but he was like total deadhead and like fish. (laughs) Oh. That's edging into territory that's tough for me. Boop, boop, boop. 
I'm Carrie. And my name is Lara. And you're listening to Salty Talk The Salty Queens. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Hi, week I'm of Salty Utah Queens for se- Sexy Unique Podcast. Another week of the Queens being salty in the one and only state of Utah. Another week of windburn, cold temps, and even colder sh- shoulders. <laughs> mm-hmm. The temps are cold, and so are the shoulders. Oof. In Salt Lake City, at Valter, which is close to Park City, Valter. at Valter's Den of Sin. Really fast, we need to, let's just go into it for like a few minutes, because I don't have the bandwidth to go through it anymore, but oh. Jax and Brittany are gone. <sighs> Bye. The news came in on a Friday. Came in on a Friday. It's unclear why they were fired. Like, it's either, okay, so my thoughts are... Either they're trying to make deals for the next season of Vanderpump Rules and they offered Jackson Brittany like a friend of or like tried to demote them and then Ooh. they said no. That's like one theory that I have going. Another theory is like Vanderpump Rules just is over in general and yeah. everyone's kind of fired because the show will not come back. Another is that Jackson Brittany were just fired or their contracts weren't renewed but the future of vanderpump rules is still really uncertain but what was certain was that they didn't want anything to do with jackson britney anymore mm-hmm. well it's like the restaurant industry doesn't exist basically anymore so it's like yeah the show but also you can have vanderpump rules without it's I mean, true the, sh- the restaurant element i think was bringing was the least interesting yeah, thing of course. about Vanderpump Rules. But it is but, like the... I mean, it's Lisa's show, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like and, the sun that everyone's sort of orbiting. Yeah. You know that bitch won't <laughs> let a show film if her restaurants are closed. Yeah. I loved... So I told you I loved driving by Pump a few, like back in October, and it was like, Pump is back. And it was like right when like cases were starting to skyrocket. I was like, of course. I'm sure there's a direct correlation between the rise of COVID and pump reopening. But yeah, I mean, it is like, baby on the way. It's a, you know, you reap what you sow. And Jax sowed a lot of shit. Chaos. Yeah. And Brittany also, it's just like, God, you really like, yeah, you saddled up your trailer to a fucking (laughs) sinking ship. I'm psychically, I feel the like waves of stress. Like the, I mean, all these people, my biggest question is how are you supporting yourself right now? Like, how are you paying a mortgage? I guess SpawnCon and, um, does Stassi still have her, a lot of SpawnCon. Does she still have her podcast? No. no, that's been off. Like they didn't. I mean, they just took that shit off completely right. from like the podcast universe. So she couldn't even like retroactively get like ad dollars from that. 
But she was making bank from that, right? Uh, yeah, like minimum. I mean, she had so many listeners and she must have been making like insane ad revenue. And yeah. she had that crazy tour plan, but that, I mean, that got canceled, obviously. But like, <laughs> if she hadn't been canceled when she was, she would have still been able to like pod through mm-hmm. the pandemic. But I think that she's also just from a wealthy family or has some sort of trust fund or inheritance of some sort. So I agree with you. I don't really worry about her. I'm also just like, now more than ever, she's got to be like, wondering what the fuck Bo is bringing to the table financially because that bitch like he has no income yeah he's probably freaking out too because he's like oh shit now i actually have to like possibly help out i know but he locked it down impregnated her and they got married over core so like now he's like in for life what was his job what was his pretend job like he worked at an agency he was like a casting agent or casting director of some sort. Okay. But I'm also like, you're not like, you're not making bank doing that. Are you? I don't think you are. I think people you're not making it like competent. You're not in competition with Stassi for who like is the primary bread. No. And like, obviously I think there are like some casting People that make a ton of money, like, uh, what's her name? Yeah, but that one that's like Jenkins, you always see. Something? Yeah, yeah, Sue Jenkins. Yeah. She's like the one casting director that's like bringing home the bacon. Mm-hmm. It's like five people. And then the rest, I'm sure that you tap out at maybe like 75 to 80K a year, which isn't bad, but it's not, it's not in the, you're not making a million dollars. Yeah. Jane Jenkins. She's in every... Like, I always see her name. Who's Sue Jenkins? Sue? Who's Sue? Sue? That I was thinking of. It's her, her sister. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like... I just went on a whole... <laughs> Sue? 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 Um, yeah, I'm... But yeah, Brittany... I was seeing people saying that they think that Brittany and Jax are going to, like, have their own show in Kentucky or, like, move to, like, a red state. I said to you, like, I feel like E will do something. But then you said, but E and Bravo are from the same parent company. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they could get another job under like the NBC Universal umbrella, but I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling, I have another theory that all the pregnant women are going to try and sell a show. I mean, without Sheena, but I feel like Stassi. Brittany and Lala would try and like position themselves with like a life after baby kind of show. Well, they're lost because Sheena would make their show better. Yeah. But like also what network is going to like Jackson Brittany have already had a chance to prove that they could carry a show on their own. And I'm pretty sure their show was a total flop. So like that's not a good track record if you're trying to position yourself to get another show. No one wants to watch Britney's judgmental family. Her, ig- I mean, I kind of do mm. want to watch like her mom get like multiple facelifts and like mama be like, don't drink y'all. Yeah, okay. And then like, but also j- their show was not entertaining. It was just like, wow, this man is like abusive to his partner and her family condones it. And no one confronts anyone about it. And it's just like kind of dark and depressing. Not even in a fun, entertaining way. Yeah. He's a horrible person. 
Yeah, he's a full blown like sociopath. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really. I mean, I feel honestly. I have. And she's living in a lie. She's just living like a false. Yeah, I have empathy for her because she's about to give birth, and you know, she. It's probably hard being married to him. I think every day would be a challenge. And but she she knew what she was getting into. Yeah. For their baby's sake, I like don't want them to be on TV anymore. But also for their baby's sake, I'm like, what are you gonna do with your lot? Like, what is Brittany gonna do? She has no career, no nothing. Yeah, I guess I think they're just gonna be like influencers. Like I can see Brittany becoming like a mommy blogger. I can yeah. also see them. I mean, this is. I saw a few people tw- post about this too, but like that they would become. Or I, I, I said I think people will be. I think Jackson Brittany will be like Christian people. Like they'll get into like they'll be like the new Carl. Lentz. Yeah, or like get into like, and then maybe I could see Brittany. Can't you see Brittany being like a Tammy Faye, like budget Tammy Faye? Yeah. I could see them both trying to just be religion influencers. Yeah. Like, I can see that. Who, who though, is, like, influenced by... Who People. Who is watching Jackson Britney? I know, I, but I'm also just, like, saying a prayer for you if you watch Britney and Jackson, and you think goals to yourself. Like, you need to go check yourself in. People are influenced by them. People were defending them on Twitter and being like... When were they ever raised? Like, people are into this, these people unironically. Yeah. That's just always, like, such a shock. Well. I love Jax's smile in certain photos where it looks like his head is going to explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when he's just trying to be, like, good Jax. Yeah. And he's, it looks like his veins are going to explode out of his forehead. Like, some sort of, like, David Cronenberg. Movie. Scanners. I'm... I'm influenced by Sandoval and Ariana, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm obsessed though with Jax. Like I like I'm obsessed with his ever changing brands that he tries to get off the ground. Yeah, like I would watch a show about them trying to go into business together. Yeah, I'd watch a show about them like he... getting into like a pyramid scheme or like an MLM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, he has on his Instagram, Jax Entrepreneur, Jax Taylor Incorporated, Investor with like a bunch of emojis, then at Beatbox Beverages. Oh my God, he's going to be... I'm sorry, but when you are truly at the end of your rope and have nothing to offer creatively, those are the exact people that go into the beverage yeah. business. And that's all I'm going to say well, about that. Well, we, we saw that on Jersey Housewives. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to say you're an entrepreneur in your Instagram bio, there's there's a lot that needs to be reckoned with. Yeah. A real a real entrepreneur does not have to say that they're an entrepreneur. They Entrepreneurship whispers. Yeah. Jax Taylor screams. Doesn't use the word entrepreneur. Or call their wife like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Axelrod of Billions would never call himself an entrepreneur. Oh, really fast. Switching gears from to, So I <gasps> Oh my god, yeah. I finished Finally. I watched Industry and I finished the whole season and it's my new favorite show. 
I'm obsessed with all of them. The music was incredible. It, like, I didn't want it to end. And they just renewed it today for season two. Yes! This is the news we all needed. Everyone... Pl- Me more than anyone. Yeah. And everyone needs to fucking watch Industry. I'm telling you, it's the best fucking show it's, of 2020. It's the horniest show I've ever seen. And it, there is so much sex and just, like, fluid sexuality going on that it's it's, like, actually revolutionary. For my industry heads, we're going to now talk about it and for the non-industry people that don't turn it off spoilers just skip ahead turn it off for like a few minutes because i need to bring witness and i need to discuss this one moment that truly is the best moment of any tv show ever are you talking about the moment now just keep skipping i'm talking the christmas party the moment yeah Mm -hmm. when so there's there's a hookup okay well okay so there's (laughs) The heartthrob of the show is like the player, the playboy, like hot British lad who's literally one of the Robert. hottest guys I've seen so in hot. so long. And you see his big uncut British cock flaccid and it's huge mm-hmm. and thick. And he's like, looks like he's like six four, Like he just is big. But he's like, but he yeah. has this like boyish twink face. It's so weird. But he, he'll fuck anyone. Man, woman, like he'll just go, he'll let you blow him. He's down for whatever. He's a party boy. He loves doing drugs, staying up all night and like going to work. And he doesn't really have like a purpose at the job, which is like a high stress environment. And the whole point that they're at industry like called called pure punt industry. The whole point that they're at industry mm-hmm. is to get hired full time for this job. And they're interns. But he kind of does has a purpose because he's he's, he's there just is like a, a whiner and diner. yeah he's like there is a big part that is i think a big part of finance is like the entertainment and he's basically like the fredo of pure point yeah and he's i would really love an like a job at pure point if i didn't have to look at the computer screens and i could just take people out to dinner and go to like yummy dinners and laugh and then do ketamine and then turn them over and do ketamine and then turn them over to someone else and then they make the deal or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like a live, laugh, eat, drink, and be merry. But there's this amazing moment at the Christmas party, at the office Christmas party, where there's this like high powered businessman who like basically comes into town just to party with Robert because he's like, oh, he'll like go down the rabbit hole with him. And this guy loves, he pretends that he doesn't drink, but he's a fucking hardcore drug addict. And he. <laughs> They all do. What do they do? Molly. I think they did like Molly, or they did some sort of like hallucinogen. I feel like it was like they do. I think they did Molly, and then they did a bunch of blow, and then at one point they're all like rolling together in the cube. Like the party's happening in one room, and they're all in like the main office space. And the guy who's like married to a woman just says, "I really want to blow coke up someone's asshole right now." And then you cut to Robert. On all fours, getting mm-hmm. this man who's straight blowing cocaine into his asshole, and then like goes, he says like you have to go deeper, right? Does that one point? Yeah, he's like you got to spread because I think they put it in a straw and then that blew it in, which I was like, oh, I want to try that. A booty bump. <laughs> I've done booty bumps, but I've never had like someone down there blow it in. It was. It was kind of an unbelievable moment. And Robert just it was, is on he's it was he's on a conference table <laughs> like in his suit just and you just hear him go like he like he's like uh like he like winces. It's like 
I was just like, oh my god, like it's crazy. That wasn't even that wasn't even the one the moment I was thinking of. Oh, what were you thinking of? I was thinking of Robert and Yasmin's moment in the bathroom. Oh. Where, okay, so he had Robert and this other girl, Yasmin, have this, like, long flirtation going, and she knows that he, like, fucks anyone, but she won't fuck him and just kind of, like, toys with him, and it's incredible. Everyone should watch it. It's just, like, a way for, like, a means, a lesson in seduction. Mm -hmm. So they go into the bathroom during this party and she's like kisses him and then she's like i want you to jerk off and then he like jerks off and they're standing in front of a mirror so she like watches him jerk off in front of the mirror and then she tells him to come on the mirror and so he comes on this mirror and then she goes i want you to lick it off and he does it like i want you to eat it oh i want you to eat it and he takes some of it on his finger and eats it. And I was like, that is actually powerful. And I'm definitely going to be doing that. To it someone. was like, it's, it's, a, I mean, and there's like actually like drama and like great acting and like it's, there's like high stakes, but like the sex stuff is so like, it's not even gratuitous. It feels so like necessary and it's just, it's yeah. really major and like cool. And the writers were just, uh, I think they were former bankers, so they, like, just have all this insight. And, like, it's just cool to see these, like... It's cool to see a show where they're, like, not confined by, like, traditional, like, bro. Like, the men don't... The men are, like, wild and, like, willing to do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harper's Harper's yeah, I mean, amazing. I feel like that... Harper's amazing. By the end, I was like fully hating her. I was just like, oh my God, like you've gone too what far. What she did to Daria. I liked that. That made me like her again, actually. Because I was worried at the end. I was like, oh my God, this show is going to take like a feminist, like women in power, like lean in turn. And I was just like, I don't want that in my industry. Like I want my industry to be fucked up forever. And then thank God it harper just like threw daria to the wolves and i was like hell that yeah. last and that then, last when she when daria glares at her i was like she's mm-hmm. that's gonna be they're gonna be enemies now yeah and that made me like harper but before i was just like harper you're spiraling like you're kind of a she's a bit of a scammer oh yeah from the but start like, has worked her way from the start but has worked her way up but then it just made me mad when she was coming for robert knowing that ja- that yasmin had a thing with him because i just like wanted yasmin and robert even though it's like robert's fault or whatever i was just like getting a little pissed but i thought yasmin's power move of when she saw them hooking up and then she just tried to like insert herself into the hookup i did i did like harper going going no i don't i'm not doing this that was like i liked how she yeah that was that cool. was power too. Like she took the power back. She realized that she was being like third wheeled into the threesome and then just like used in the yeah. threesome in a way that she like wasn't comfortable. No, with. So I was like hell yeah. But pro tip: if someone ever is hooking up, or if your paramour is hooking up with another person, have a threesome. And you don't want them to hook up with them, and you want them to hook up with you. Insert yourself into the mix. Have a threesome with them. And then make the other person in the threesome uncomfortable mm. and tap out of the threesome. And then you'll just diffuse their three, their sex yeah. energy all together. 
Oh my god! And then the Gus when he when Wait, he fucked when he ran into the fucking wall. Oh my god! Yeah, that was I horrifying. knew I was like carrot like that's one of the darkest things I've ever seen on TV. It, but I was also like that's so fucking real. Like I that know drug psychosis. Yeah, like but also when Gus yeah. and the closeted guy fuck in while his girlfriend's up. I was oh Gus wasn't the one that no Gus was the the gay guy. But I was. I was so stressed out while they were fucking because I was like, oh, my God, the girlfriend's going to fucking come in. Like, that was so stressful to me. And then when she I actually thought she was going to be cool with it for some reason when she saw them together and then her horror at it. I was like, oh, wait, no, she's not going to be cool. with it. Like, I was like, fuck, she's they got caught. Like, it was like it was just oh, my God, it was such a good show. And the music is incredible. Yeah. The music's incredible. It has a short title sequence. Oh, the title. The titles are so good. Stranger Things Who is all I have to say. I know every actor did an incredible job. Like, that show is just it for me. You can see Lena Dunham's influence in it. I don't think she actually produced it. She directed the first episode. Yeah, the pilot. Yeah. The writers are amazing. These two guys, I think the head writers are these two. I one of them follow. We follow each other on Twitter now, and I like Shit. I messaged him and told him how great the show was. Hey, it is. You got to give it mm-hmm. up. Industry is where it's at. Industry hive. Tonight we ride. It made me want to be in yeah, finance. So, same. I signed up for an online course through this like free thing called Coursera in finance. Good for you. And then I did, I've been, I did it for like a week and then it came time to take the first test, like, or the first quiz in the course. And I was like, I think I get what they're talking about. Like, I'm pretty sure like I got this. And then I took the quiz and they graded it and I got a 25%. (laughs) Back to and I was like, damn, once again, the fooled again. numbers. Like, I think I know. Fool thwarted yet again. Fool me, fool me once. Fool me eight times. Math me once, shame on me. Math me twice, shame on us. Yeah. Well. But yeah, I was like, well, I'm not going to be a fucking analyst anytime soon. No, I'm not going to be at PeerPoint. Thank you very much. It also made me miss London. I've never been. It made me really want to go to London. So good. That last, at the end when the Brian Ferry song is playing and she's looking out over London. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I feel like I would vibe with London. You would. It's great. I was only there for four months, so like I didn't actually like live there, but I lived there for, I lived there for a fall semester when time. I went abroad. It was actually a significant amount of time. Yeah, that's not nothing. You like get it. I loved it. I want to go. There's a feel when it's, when it's first dusk and all the lights of the city are twinkling, and you're just like, oof. And it's like 4 p.m. and it's dark. You're just like, I'm in London. You know? Yeah. And the guys are when really I think hot. And I think of like, ugh. Yeah. It might be time to go to London. Yeah. It's next year. <laughs> get that. <laughs> get that nice, you know. You, it's like jacket weather all the time. Yeah, everyone is also just really thin and like looks just like very sh- like, or at least where I was in the e- everyone was like hip and like I was like everyone smoked cigs. They made they rolled their own cigs and they all just like 
Did they say, can I have a fag? Maybe. They were all, I was just like, me and, we were all just like, <gasps> like the Americans that were there. We were like, yeah. And they were all like, these like 18 year olds who were, seemed like they were 40. Yeah. Everyone's like permanently 40. Yeah. You're born 40 yeah. in the UK. And meanwhile, we were all, like, my friend and I were like knocking fire, like fire extinguishers over and like <laughs> being fucking messes. But it was great. And they're all really nice. I love and the British, yeah, I want British boys are so cute. They really are. It might be time, London Hive, London Coles. What if you Coles live there? Ride. Hey, that'd be chill. We can pod. We're the London listeners. Let me know what. Let me know when I lived. What you think of me and London together at some point in the near future? I think you'd vibe. It's really expensive. It's like. That's the thing is I don't love the pound. I don't love the exchange rate. It's like more expensive than New York. It's more expensive than just the European. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a sacrifice to live there like every big city, but it's, it's exceptionally hard, I think because it's so expensive, but it's so amazing. And I loved where I lived. I lived in the East end. I lived on Marland. In like Cockney area, it's great. Jack the Ripper killed people there. So such cool. a history. What a history! But truly, I'm checking. This I'm out. checking this out. That's what I'm saying. That's what me watching industry. I was like, hmm. and everyone is like kind of gay. Like all, <laughs> I was, I was in a class really fast. I was in this class when I was there, and there was this like really cute guy who like was nice to me because he knew I was from America, and like we talked and we liked all the same music, and we like friended each other on Facebook, and I was totally sure that he was gay and like into me and i was like telling my friends about it and then he was like do you want to go see the new sofia coppola movie with me it's like playing in some square and i was like yeah and, and then you're my, like this is my moment yeah my friends were like oh sh- like you guys you're going on a date like that's great and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> and then we went and he's like do you mind if my friend joins and i was like oh and it was this girl who was from the class who was cool too but i was like okay and then we were waiting in line and he was talked about his girlfriend and i was just like oh okay and then i was like he is straight and just a nice guy like (laughs) and comfortable enough going to a movie with another man (laughs) another one bites the dust another one all right well well Let's go to London. I want to do a tour in London. Yeah, let's do a European tour. UK listeners, start spreading the word. I know you're out there. I know you listen to the pod. I know you're out there, too. So start telling all your friends. And hopefully by the time we can tour again in like 2022, we'll have a lot of London listeners. Don't pretend. I know you listen to us. I know you fucking listen. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this short and sweet. You better tell your fucking friends that in London that we tell are your the best podcast in the fucking world. Tell your friends about sexy new podcasts. Tell your friends now. I'm tell your friends now. I'm gonna short and sweet. Okay. Spread the word. You have one year. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. London's doing great now. UK. I know. That's the thing. I'm gonna go like pretend to be British okay. and get a get the vaccine. <laughs> Harper and Robert and Yasmin are all getting the vaccine right now. They're all getting the fucking vaccine. Pierpoint got it. They like rolled it out. Seb, Pierpoint gets it first for sure. They do a, Seb. a fast and furious vac- vaccine rollout. Seb, Seb is not yeah. vaccinated. 
Anyway. So back in back in Salt Lake City. We're in episode the Met Gala luncheon of the century. Continues. continues. Um Jen and Mary are at each other's throats. Jen's trying to explain where she's coming from, why she's such a hothead. And Mary keeps doing her like wide Mary eyes at her, and then they just get into a fight. A pretty and Jen goes. It was pretty intense. Jen was like, just they're kind of just like spatting at each other, like little threats. Mm-hmm. And Jen goes, "Don't open those eyeballs up." At she me. goes, "Open your eyes Don't one more time at me like that." And Mary, because Mary just keeps going, like giving the very like combative eye open thing. Yeah, I hate the combative eye open. I did know, Mary says. She says something. Someone said, like, I was surprised by Jen, like, what you said to Mary. I didn't know that about you. Like, that's how you... And then Mary goes, I did know. Mary is just ready to go. Yeah, Mary is like... Let's be real what this lunch was. This was Mary's... Mary assembled this probably thousands and thousands of dollars luncheon at Voltaire. Sorry, there's, like, sirens on moss behind me. Um, It's okay. And just had everyone come here, dress up, do a Christmas theme in January just to fuck Jen up, I think. Just to, like, rake yeah, Jen I think over she the wanted to get. She wanted to win everyone over and then make Jen feel like an asshole. Yeah. But really, she just made herself look like a psycho. Yeah. But also, Jen looked like a psycho, neither, too. Yeah, neither of them come away looking good. And then, like, they're basically, like, spitting threats at each other. And then Mary goes, don't get, get, don't get ghetto. And then I was like, you can't, like, go there. And then Jen's offended by that because it's, like, anti-black. And then Mary kicks Jen out. And she says, you know where the door is. Leave. She goes, I didn't, she goes, I didn't want to invite you. And then Jen storms out. And then they keep cutting to Voltaire in the cult in the corner with his henchmen. Mm-hmm. She goes, goodbye, Jen. Walter is like a vulture just hovering around. Mm-hmm. I think Walter slash Walter loves the drama. Oh, I do too. I think he was born to have a restaurant so that there could be drama. Because there's nothing but drama in the restaurant world anyway. So this is just like a regular oh, yeah. old vault. Yeah. Um, Whitney, or it might he might not like it because he's on the run and he wants to lay low. Yeah. Whitney's like, everything was amazing up until this point. We had Louis Vuitton gift bags, ear pods. Uh, the pasta was amazing. I had a journal. I had a journal. With my name on it. The, every, the pasta was amazing. I came for the pasta. And then they started fighting. I am iffy on Whitney. Me too. I'm starting to get iffy with mm-hmm. her. I, I smell something. Mm-hmm. I, it's mostly because I smell bullshit. she had... Her different looks. She's like a shapeshifter. She served some interview looks that I just like couldn't. One did not even look like her. I was like, is this? Yeah, I was like, is that Dorit? With like her ponytail. And her like (laughs) raccoon And there was one that was like just Marilyn Monroe cosplay. Yeah. Where I was like, this also doesn't add up. Like, why are you shapeshifting? And like, where's the consistency? Also, I'm sorry. Doing jujitsu with your brother is strange a little incesty sorry it's a little weird i'll say it. i'll say it too it's weird um so then mary uh, goes so mary kicked, <laughs> Mary's, Ma- Mary's kicked jen out i wrote mary is and then the one lisa goes <laughs> mary is god lisa goes 
I don't like this feeling right now. Yeah. And then. Grow up. Lisa. Mary's like, she called me. Mary keeps saying that Jen called her a grandfather MFer, and that's not what she said. No, she said she fucks her grandfather. She said, you're going to go with Mary who fucked her grandfather. And I'm, I just wrote, how do they not all think that Mary's a grandpa fucker? It's really strange. It just shows you it's a different kind of culture there. But like, and I have empathy for Mary, but only up to a certain point because I'm like, you did, like, you did this. She did that. Yeah, she did that. She did that, queen. But like, you did like you married your you fucked your you fucked your which is basically the same it's you might not be blood related yeah. but it still is weird and they're all like well you weren't blood related you weren't blood and like so they're all like kind of defending mary's decision to do that and then mary says about jen she brought that brain and that mouth of hers here mary jen comes back as heather like goes after her of course and then tries to bring her back. And Their like, whole relationship is Heather running after them. Jen and comforting her. Yeah, and like calming Jen down. And like having to interrupt. Like catering to Jen. Having to interrupt her nice, her nice moment with her food and her like wine and like her. She wants. Heather's like wants to have fun. And she keeps having to like run out and like wrangle Jen. Because Jen's just like running around the streets of <laughs> Salt Lake City. seriously every time someone puts like a plate of delicious food in front of heather jen flips out and then heather has to abandon her food and go deal with jen if i that would get old for me yeah if i was at i'm sorry if i was about to eat truffle pasta at voltaire asteria i would not i'd be like can you hold off for a second while i enjoy my lunch i came here to eat i'd be like "Mm -hmm." i came here for a met gala luncheon yeah i'm wearing a very nice outfit and I blew my hair out for this. And like I'm I'm here to eat and like have four to eight glasses of wine. If that was Heather. I'm here to stuff my face. Like I'm looking to get as full as humanly possible. And Jen's like, no, I'm sorry, Heather. You you will not enjoy yourself. You have to come yeah. after me with the toy soldiers outside. With the life-size toy soldiers waiting in the freezing black ice outside the beef eater soldiers still unclear on them jen come glad they're there. so heather is able to like convince her to come back in and mary's upset about it and mary again says i didn't want to invite you i don't want any of this around Walter. he's very upset right now and then they cut to Walter with his and he's like pouting kind of. <laughs> he's like hmm and jen's like don't bring Walter into this i know Walter." And I know Arturo, too. You're not the only one around here who knows them. They're very sweet. <laughs> and I was like, God, I love everyone fighting over Walter. This is when Walter slash Walter, Voltaire, felt probably the most loved in his entire life. Yeah. He should be friend of cast. I would love for him to weigh in. Well, there was that one, like, butler on Beverly Hills who kept showing up at all those parties. He was, like, that old dandy. They kept using him. Yeah. He was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mary calls Jenna hoodlum. She calls her hoodlum. She goes, don't sit there and curse me. And then Mary. And then Mary Jen <laughs> takes offense to hoodlum. And then Jen brings up a really fucked up thing that Mary apparently said to her. Jen claims that Mary one time came over and told her that when she sees a group of black people 
outside of a 7-Eleven or a convenience store, she she finds another one. And it's like, and Jen's like, I have black sons. Like, I didn't know what you were saying to me there. And Mary's like, yeah, I said it. She's like, I stand by it. And then she says in her confessional, she goes, I equate convenience stores and hospitals with bad things. She goes, convenience stores, violence. Hospitals, I can't take the smell. And I just wrote Mary. She I have a fear of them. <laughs> Mary, she has an ongoing list of the things that strike fear deep into her heart. And on that list are hospitals and 7-Elevens. I love 7-Elevens equal violence. Like, I'm literally at 7-Eleven every day of my <laughs> life. I, lo- I, like, have written poems about 7-Eleven. Like, I love it there. Me too. I survived on 7-Eleven hot dogs for, like, a month and a half when I moved to L.A. It's a very safe space. It is. I've never, I've actually like never encountered a weird moment in or outside of a 7-Eleven. Well, I take that. So the 7-Eleven that I went to all the time when I lived in WeHo, someone was, got chopped by an ax there. So that was, well, that happens. That's on But that's, them. that can happen anywhere. Yeah. They just happen to be outside. Yeah. They happen to fall into someone's ax. Yeah. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to 
to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. So, yeah, Jen's kind of like your... Can you hear Tony snoring in the background or no? No, I can't. Okay, good. Jen's kind of like I feel like you're you're giving off like weird like stereotypes and racist things and like it's insulting to me because my family's black and Jen and Mary's just like it's complicated. Like it's it's hard to even Yeah. It's it's, it's a all lot. it's all jumbled up. What Mary said to Jen was very like racist and problematic, but then also we see that Mary can't have a conversation with anyone. Like once she gets fired up, it's like there's no talking rationally with her. She does not care about like making peace or having or even like making sense. And I just re- like I really think that she's just mentally ill due to th- all the incest. And that even if you don't classify it as incest, it's still kind of Well, clear as we see later, it's clearly I think has traumatized her. Like the, yeah, the, I think it's like warped her brain. But she she gets a, she gets like she cries about it. Like I think she's I think she's upset about what happened to her. Like I think she mm-hmm. it's clear that Mary was not okay with this life that her grandmother sort of for and her church like forced her into. And it's yeah. it's I have empathy for her because I I think she's deeply troubled by like you know i mean it's 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 a lot like it's but it's deeply troubled from marrying her grandfather and fucking him and having a baby with him but also it's like 
you've now benefited off of this life for years. Yeah, you get to wear like and it's allowed you to have Versace. like massive amounts of plastic surgery or wearing like Chanel and Versace. Like, mm-hmm. so I my empathy stops after a certain point, and I'm like, you're kind of a crazy person. Yeah, who's now like taking advantage of other people and probably hurting their lives and sa- in the same way that your life was hurt and saying like weird, violent, like, like racist shit to like a woman who has like, it's just, it's so weird, but you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot. So then we cut to the next, the dinner, the lunch closes and then we cut to the next day and it's like all these people are doing their little things. We see Mary with her housekeeper who, what is Mary putting into that smoothie? That's what I want to know. She first is putting like the vital proteins collagen powder in. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then it looked like she was putting that like bentonite clay mask in the smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that look like that one clay mask that you can get on yeah. Amazon for like $10? I know you can eat bentonite clay. I've eaten it. Like it's supposedly supposed to be good detox for yeah. you. But I didn't know that you could eat that specific clay mask. Like, I thought that that was just like a face yeah, mask type of thing. I, I think maybe it was. But I guess clay is clay. Yeah. But I was like, Mary, this is classic. She's just like eating a face mask. Yeah, it was it was weird. And then we um, we cut to Meredith in the, the, the Mark's house. And Brooke, uh, Brooke is wearing these like Nana glasses. <laughs> Brooks is he's, like I'm truly he's evil. I'm done with him. He goes, yeah, he's he evil. goes. How is your luncheon or whatever on whatever day that was? I was like, you know what day that was? Yeah, stop trying. Go back to call. Go back to go back to school. Yeah, go to go school. To, he goes. To, he goes to you here with. He me. goes to NYU Gallatin. Apparently, like go back to New York. Like just yeah. grow up a little. This is not your time. I'm sorry. I'm not like everyone was like, oh my god, yeah. Like I was like, yes, Brooks, and the, but now I'm like, you're just a mean gay, and you're like boring and like judgmental. I'm sorry. I know. I, there's no, there's no space for a boring, mean gay. Be fun. If you're gonna be on the show, there's enough of be them. Fun, and if you're gonna cause drama, like make it fun and interesting. Yeah, or be funny. <laughs> Pat Reagan. Pat Reagan tweeted something so funny. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have to read this. I'm so sick of Meredith's toxic gay son trying to gaslight us into thinking Jen sat on his face. Same. I don't think that she was. No, I don't either. I don't think it was about you, like, Brooks. She might have said grinder. She might have said like yeah, grinder, but like, Tim. She was making a joke. She wasn't up. being like. She was not being like anti-gay. Listen, gay men need to just. There's there's certain like there's moments where straight people are just gonna say things that are like a little like okay. But you just have to like. That are stupid. It's like it that maybe r- don't apply to you, and maybe you're it's not, not about, like a grinder gay. But it's not about you. Let it roll off your shoulder. Not everyone is like fully as like actualized as you want them to be. But that's also like Jen would be fun to have around. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done with Brooks. Me too. You can tell. You can. I release him. I wrote Brooks. I loathe. Go back. Go away. Yeah. I, I I also just wrote. Meredith starts trying to explain, like, how Jen and her are cool now. And then Brooks basically, like, gaslights her again into, like, being mad at Jen. Like, he's very... What does he say? He's like, so you're telling me that you're okay with her being inappropriate and, like, yelling at you and, like, being totally inappropriate at a party? And then Meredith is like, yeah, I guess that's kind of unacceptable. 
And I was like, Ugh. you just control everyone, don't Get you, Brooks? Get over it. But also, if you're letting your like 20-year-old son dictate who you're friends with and who you're not friends with, you're part of the Oh, problem. totally. He's, she's afraid of him. I really, like, I would love nothing more than a gay son someday, but not if it's a, it's a gay son like Brooks. No way. And honestly, if it is, they're going to need to just go to back to college. <laughs> You're going to send them to boarding school in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you've got to go. This will be good for you. You'll love it there. Brooks should go to like Outward Bound or something. Yeah. <laughs> he should just go. Like, what is he passionate about? Being famous and being on the show. We're going to see his clothes yeah. next season or ne- next episode. I'm not ready I'm for not that. either. I don't want to see his like hoodies with a ribbon sewed onto them. I don't want to see him modeling in Salt Lake City fashion week or Park City fashion. I couldn't give a shit. I don't. I don't think I have what it takes to sit through a random city's fashion week. No, I don't. I don't. I could not give a shit. Haven't cities learned yet that they are not allowed to do fashion week? Yeah, unless you're New York. Or Paris. New York, LA, Paris, Milan. Not even LA. London. Maybe LA, but No, I meant I meant London, not yeah. LA. Forgive me, forgive me. I've been to LA Fashion Week. It's truly <laughs> I've never seen anything worse in my life. <laughs> Milan. New LA Fashion Week feels like you've just woken up inside a trash bag. <laughs> Milan. But then we go to the kids that I do like. More of Heather's children, please. Love her kids. I love that her ex-husband still pays for her exact same lifestyle as he should. Um, Heather's, I think she has three daughters, but we only see two of them in this moment. And her one daughter, who's the oldest, Ashley, has this like cute boyfriend who comes over in like a, like a car. I don't know what it's called. What are those cars called? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like a Fast and Furious. Yeah, he comes like. It's kind of Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's like. It's a street racing car. <laughs> it's a, with like a it's one of those cars. Of, meow, meow, car. It's one of those cars. It's like, meow, and it's like <laughs> it, fast, but little. The cars I hear like speeding down Hollywood Boulevard at night. Mm-hmm. It's a real like drive down su- the Sunset Strip slowly and loudly. Yeah. So Ashley's saying this guy, he comes over. Heather says that Mormon girls can't go to more than one dance a month with the pers- with the guy they're dating. I love she says dance. They can't take the same guy on more than one day yeah because then they'll end up maybe kissing or having sex Mm -hmm. but she's letting her daughter date and do whatever is right for her which i love yeah i wrote i'm obsessed with that her little redhead daughter she's funny she's funny she's smart she's worldly she gets it Mm -hmm. i want more of her i wrote I want her to talk some sense into Brooke. I was jealous of her daughter's boyfriend's hair. He had very flowy hair. I was I was worried that he was going to be like a disrespectful boyfriend just based on his loud oh, car. No. But he was nice. He took his hat off inside the house. He was making eye contact and sitting with the family. I was like, okay, he would, he could be a good guy. He was like kind of a little shy. Like he was he was not like being like familiar or anything. Like I I was into him. Yeah, and then. Heather's like, do you guys want to go to church tomorrow? And they're like, no, not really. And she's like, all right. She's like, cool. I love that. I love her. The redhead daughter was like, we haven't gone in a while. And like, if we go back, everyone's going to be like, where were you? 
or be judgy. And they kind of talk about the pros and cons of their church, which I like that transparency. And I like that Heather's not forcing them to go to church. Well, she says that like a lot of the families they grew up with have turned their backs on them. So like Mm -hmm. the girl, because they're divorced. Yeah. The girls are like, I don't want to be part of that. Fair. Meredith goes to pick Seth at at the airport. It's like, this was like, I don't want to watch this. This was like hard to watch. It was also felt weird to see this because it seems like this is the moment that they decided to get separated, but they've already announced their separation. They so seem like, yeah, what, what in the chronological hell is going on here? They seemed, it seemed like truly done. Like, they like Seth comes in the car. He immediately is like he's living in Akron, Ohio now, or Canton, Ohio, and that's where his company is now based. I'm like, what does Seth yeah. really do? Sounds kind of sketchy. Um, yeah, he goes around looking for deals on used clothes. Yeah, seems kind of Ozarky. Um, mm. He's like, will you move to Ohio with me? And she's like, no, I'm not moving. Like, so Meredith is like all of our marriage. By the way, she was so stunning. I mean, she is still beautiful, but like those pictures of her. Yeah, but it was like gorgeous. I loved the throwback images of her. Yeah, she was like our whole marriage. Seth has basically dragged our family from one city to the next. Like we've never really settled anywhere. The kids have always had to change school. Like I've had to kind of curtail my life. And I think she's feels freedom now in Park City. And with her company is like going well. Like I think she's finally like in a place where she's knows what she wants. I think, and she's mm-hmm. she's kind of telling Seth like, I think I've just like outgrown you, basically. Because he yeah. he's like I think Seth is wants to stay in the marriage more than she does. I think he does, but he's also not willing to yeah. like give anything up yeah. in order to do that he's, he's being really selfish yeah it was just like she's had to live for him it felt weird i feel like there's also more going on underneath that we're not talking about like are they dating other people like did he cheat like did something happen did she cheat like there's some yeah. there's some rift that they have not disclosed yet that seems deeper than just like the work thing but it could very well just be like she's like I've lived for you for 25 years. So like, unless you can live for me for a moment, I can't do this. And he's like, not willing to live for her. Like he, yeah. he could probably make it work where they are, but it'd be like a lot of traveling. And then they like already start. It's like already it's, it's thank God they spare us like it's, more of them. <laughs> this episode yeah it's torched from the moment that she picks him up in that lincoln navigator (laughs) then we cut over to mary to the cosby house and mary you just hear mary go i look like a guy she's wearing this like i love mary getting dressed and i loved getting a glimpse into her dressing room that seemed to just be filled with racks and racks and racks of clothing her Mary's closet, in quotes, is like a master bedroom of this mansion that's just filled to the brim with clothes. Like, it's just... Yeah, clothes, shelves of shoes. It's a walk-in room. It's not even a closet. Mm-hmm. It's like just a room. It's not even a closet. It's just a, the clothes room where all the clothes go. 
and Mary is wearing like a silver jogging suit, and then she's like, "I'm just gonna put this hat on and put a hat," and then she uh, assumes her rightful place as the queen of headwear and puts a Gucci trucker hat on, and she's feeling free. She is. I just said I can't. I just can't get over their house. I can't believe it either. It's like the Taj Mahal. It's like so just like ornate and also the I don't understand the vibe. It's it's unwell. It's mysterious. I feel like it has so many rooms that we don't even know about and we'll never see. No. And like rooms that some like I feel like there's rooms that Mary's husband will never see and there's rooms that Mary will never mm-hmm. see. I'm seeing sort of like a weird ballroom and like I feel like they have a ballroom somewhere like just mm-hmm. strange like a room that I would never want to lay eyes on is probably in no that. they have like an eyes wide shut yeah room for sure they have Masonic vibes um, <laughs> also where how much money do they really have the congregation of this church looks small Well, it seems like maybe they've Okay, so I think from what I read in that Reddit thing, the mom, her mom took like half the church when she left, Mm -hmm. when they got married. But so I feel like the church has been like reduced in size a little, but like if you, if you have a steady congregation, basically a cult for like 30, 40 years and you're every year getting like a big chunk of their, all of their income, you're going to be a millionaire in a few years. So he's yeah. probably just, if you're tie if they're tithing at like 10%. Yeah. And like, he probably has invested it. And like, you know, I bet they're just like, do they just have money on money? That's just like, yeah, they're just augmenting every year. Cause that, that house Mary is, her- they, they clearly are like, have like tens of millions of dollars. They're rolling in it. You don't have a room filled with clothes like that unless you have money and i think she is just buying the clothes that she wants it seems to me that she doesn't have a stylist who picks it out she probably just like goes online and just fills the shopping cart and presses purchase Mm -hmm. there's one part when she talks her step grandfather it's just two crazy people talking at each other Mm -hmm. at one point she she goes can you page Charlinda, the housekeeper, and tell her to bring me my tray. And then um, her husband, her grandfather husband calls the housekeeper and she goes, Charlinda, can you bring um, Mary her tray? And she comes in with a tray, like a snack tray. And Mary, is, Mary almost looks like a little kid. Like she's like eating her snacks. It's, it's very weird. It's very weird. I, I feel for... Charlinda's also not allowed to wear her shoes in the house, I think. Mm-hmm. She's wearing, like, protective, slippy booties over her shoes. I know. I was like, Charlinda, get out of there. You gotta get out of there. It was a weird vibe. It was really weird. And when you have to explain to your grandfather husband why you're having social problems, and then you have to tell him, like, she... Mary is like, you know, you're not my blood. You're not my real grandfather. I was like, if you have to say that to the man that you're married to, there's a problem. Yeah. yeah she's like, the minute she says something, he's like, oh, 
here we go again. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about it's this like, again. I was like, well, get, if you marry your grandfather, it's gonna. You're going to talk about it forever. It's going to follow you forever. Yeah, it's there. They're like denial is so strange. The the rationalization of it. It's like it's fucking weird for both of you. Just because someone wrote in a will that they want to fucking sex traffic you to their husband, aka your grandfather, doesn't mean that you ever have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems that no one took that into consideration no. really. Like, it's truly let's give him something to talk about. Like, it's it's a it's a whole thing. <sighs> Jen tells Sharif about Mary's anti-black comments, and they have like a reassuring phone call with each other. Yeah. He, I want to know. Sharif is great. Like, I want, I want, I hope that their marriage is in good shape. I think it. I think he really loves her. But I, mm-hmm. I, I was. <laughs> So Jen has like an office in downtown Salt Lake. She had like a WeWork space that he like sets her up in. Oh, was that in like an office building? It looked like it. I thought that she was just in her house. No, I think she was like in an office. But she doesn't do anything. I know. It's weird. Her life is very strange to me. Yeah. She's like, it seems like she has a lot of people on the payroll for a very unclear job which she throws parties but we have not seen her actually like work on something like she's thrown a party for fun that was really just like her excuse to throw a house party yeah but like anyone that needs that much assistance and no one can really say what they do there's something going on but yeah i swear i think she's in like a we work <laughs> or she has like a rented space that she goes to like twice a week so he gives her like a pep talk it's really cute he you know, she brings up the really offensive things Mary said, and he's troubled by them, but he kind of is like, you know, that's on her. Like, she's, that's her own thing. You can't take that on. Yeah. She's clearly got, like, shit going on. But Jen is not listening. <laughs> Jen's not going to listen to that. <laughs> no. Jen is definitely taking it on, and she's ready for, like, round two of a verbal spar. Then we cut to a jujitsu place, and Whitney and her half-brother are meeting to fight each other to like roll around on the floor and I just, they played you too and there's one part where like whitney kind of straddles him and i was just like whoa this is feeling <laughs> charged weird. and i guess it's not her blood brother again no it is just it's her no it's, it's her it's her half brother brother half brother okay, so yeah. they have the same mom they have the same it's mom, a lot it's not a the same dad this is a little too much contact. I just wrote, couldn't be me. Mm-mm. I, pro- I wouldn't do that with my brothers. I would let my brother, like, one of his friends that also works at the jujitsu place, yeah. be, like, the instructor, and then my brother give me tips. No, but I wouldn't... I'm but, not like, going to, like, wrestle my sister on a, on a mat. No. That's a little... I don't know. And he's like, he's like... He's like, wow, you're doing really well. And she goes, thank you, brother. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I also just wrote, damn, Whitney's family is dysfunctional. Yeah, they're everyone's mad at her dad, and so she's basically trying to get everyone to be supportive because her dad's going back into sober living 
And we just find out that his addiction has really torn this family apart. Yeah, he's, he, the brother goes, we feel bad. Oh, and I just wrote, yikes. And, and she's yeah, like... it's not good. And, and Whitney's the only person that's had his back. But even she's like, I'm at the end of my rope, like, yeah. helping you out. Like, you're kind of on your own. The dad apparently, like, went to L.A. or California at some point And then, like, almost relapsed. Or he, he got, like, really bad withdrawals. He didn't plan his... You have to have a plan. His sobriety. Like, yeah. Especially if you're coming out of rehab. Like, you have to have a... You have to have a thing scheduled for yourself. Even if that's, like, outpatient. But, like, you have you have to have a place to be accountable to. You can't just, like, pull a geographic and go to, like, another city and be like, well, we'll find out together. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you stay local. You stay near your rehab. You stay near the meetings you were going to with your rehab. And you... If, if if at all possible and there are ways rehabs yeah. and so like they find ways to like accommodate you if you can't afford it mm-hmm. but like he did not plan that well so he no <laughs> getting out of rehab any sort of rehab and then jetting off to la i'm you're basically setting yourself up for failure yeah um, any jetting of la is basically setting you up for failure yeah um so then we cut to henry's party lisa barlow's son henry it's the only time i can really be there for my son henry because mommy's got to work and mommy's running sundance yeah so she's thrown her son a bowling birthday party a bowling party looks fun he seems to be having a lot of fun and lisa is making the weirdest comments about him like from a distance she like is looking at him and like when he's like celebrating his birthday she goes oh my gosh i love him so much (laughs) like she the way she interacts about her son henry is leads me to believe that they like hang twice a year yeah it's like very team she goes he's so funny she's yeah she's like just she's like just (laughs) figured him she's like wow like this kid oh my god i love him so much about your own son yeah i should hope so yeah she's always in she's always on like swag bag event mode yeah she's like in awe of him like just now seeing yeah. him for like the first time it's a very like interesting dynamic was she drinking i think she had a little wine I, did she have a little wine she's secret drinking maybe she also the boy all the boy the son also looked <laughs> i just wrote he seems a little troubled because at one point he like maybe he was just excited but at one point his like this girl that was at the party is like just trying to like set herself up to bowl the ball and she's like getting and he just goes hang hang yeah he was a little bit like hyper too active yeah and he was like hit but i think some little boys are just like that no i know but i was like they're just physical (laughs) i know but i don't like that behavior either i'd be like you need to calm down i know it's your birthday but you can't like be acting like this he's like punching his friend in the arm i'm like okay like i'm like chill the fuck out and then she's talking to her husband who i i really like i'm really fighting my attraction (laughs) to him because i know that he's like kind of bland but like i there's just something about him that I'm into. In this moment, I kind of got it. I was like, Carrie's on to something. She goes, my husband and I share a love of church and a core love of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, she in LDS church, they believe that merit they believe in eternal marriage and eternal family. So when you're married, you're married for all of in- eternity, infinity marriage. Yeah, better better hope it's good. And then when you're married and when I guess any of your family is infinity family. De- it's not till death do you part, it's never part. It's forever. And she said that the church has really helped them work through this and they have had their ups and have their downs. And one time she threw John's Rolex out a window. <laughs> and I actually love that for her. <laughs> he said, <laughs> she goes, and then we had to drive. He drove back and found it in a snowbank. She goes, I didn't drive. Back. He said something. He, he said something it. about like performing something for him. And I was just like, yeah, basically he intimated that like she never fucks him and she was like she intimated that like he gives her grief about like getting her gifts or whatever. I'm like all this would be solved if you just blow him every once in a while yeah. and then he'll give you like jewelry. Bl- like what's the big fucking deal? I'll- I would blow I blew someone for Korean barbecue once. <laughs> yeah, we've we've all blown we've all blown in relationships like that's like the fun part of when you get into a relationship and you no longer want to fuck someone the best thing to do is to just start doing transactional sex work with your partner Mm -hmm. and in this situation my partner at the time was like i will take you out to dinner for korean barbecue if you give me a blowjob and i happily blew him and it was great (laughs) but like that's what you got to do sometimes i was like lisa i'll blow i'll blow your husband you're like i'll blow him for free <laughs> i will <laughs> <laughs> then we see whitney driving diane warren to sober living <laughs> and i just wrote i'm she she drives him to like a very like midsummer like temple looking place that's like it's like a sober living house and this very very matter-of-fact woman greets him and she's like welcome back we've got a lot of work to do and i was just like all right I'm very proud of him for making this decision and like I and coming to this decision like on his own terms. And I think that's great. And I support that Mm -hmm. if that's someone's journey. But like, why do all sober living facilities have to be so sad looking? I mean, that one TBH looked as far as sober living houses. Like I was like, this looks a little it looks prettier. Like it's it's. It was on a more like on. It was less depressing than most, but still a very depressing vibe. And also was reminiscent of like the Vanderpump Rules like farmhouse mansions that they've been buying. And that combination of that, I was just like, it looked like it looked like a Montecito. Nothing makes me want to drink more. Yeah, yeah, than than that kind of surrounding. Yeah, I think it's just like funding, and I know it's hard to keep. I mean, they're like a really like. I think a lot of rehabs have probably gone out of business this year because it's privately owned. Like it's hard to upkeep. So, but, and rehab is expensive. Like the, it's not like those places are really like cheap, you know? Yeah. It just like, it mean it just makes me sad because I feel like a lot of them not, and I feel bad like speaking to that, but it also is just like a truth. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, they're, they're, like even an AA meeting, like a lot of times, like they're in like weird spaces. Like it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, there's a lot, there's not a lot of drug and 
alcohol rehabilitation is not like a priority in our country. Yeah. And it's not a place where people are willing to like splash out a lot of money to get sexy. Mm -hmm. But I was like, damn, you better get sober, man. Cause your daughter is, she's probably paying for this again. Like she's, you can tell she's tired at one point. He's, she's like, dad is, she goes, dad, is your luggage like in the back of the truck in the sleet? He's like, no, it's okay. And I was just like, she's like, she gets there. And she's like, get this guy fucking sober, please. Like, yeah. I got, I have kids. You gotta make it work, Diane. Yeah. Seth and Meredith then film a separation scene and it's very weirdly acted. Like, I'm like, it feels like they already had made the decision, but then had to act out the scene for the Bravo cameras. Also, the music between those two scenes was you hear someone going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seth is leaving. He's like... But also... Oh, sorry. No, he's just like, it's time for me to go. And Meredith is like... She goes, yes, it's been a really volatile time for both of us the last few weeks. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I can't even imagine the shit that went down. Mm-hmm. Just like fighting and bickering 24-7. And then she's like, yeah, we need some space. And then they have like a kind of a tearful, somber hug moment. And then the camera shot widens. And what And do you see, lo and behold, lurking on the fucking wall is that bear painting. Yeah. She bought it after all. She did. And put it in her bedroom. It's, her sacred room. It's really that bear traumatizing. truly cursed. Yeah. Get it out of there. So she's like, she's like, I really think that we need like a longer period of separation this time. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say, but like, I just, I don't think we're going to last. I was like, okay. Mm, Yeah. Y'all. It's probably over you guys. Yeah. But good luck. (laughs) Good luck to you. Then Heather goes to meet Mary for dinner. And I need a book of Mary's theories, like her science. Yeah. I need it. They're ordering water and Heather orders sparkling water. And then the waiter is like, do, do you, the waitress is like, would you like sparkling water? And she goes, oh, n- oh no. Carbonation harms your ovaries. <laughs> she also says something about Milan. What did she say? She's like, that's me. When I'm, she goes, that's me and Milano. <laughs> I want to spin off Mary Takes Milano. I know. I want Mary. I need to experience her in a foreign country. Like in Paris. Mm-hmm. Mary and Milano. Run it up the chain of command. Bravo. Make it happen. I don't care. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I need this. We need that. Um, and so she kind of starts talking about Jen again. And she says something like, she says Jen doesn't like me because I'm rich and black. I don't think that that's why. I no, I I, think that I was that just could, like that was like that's a that's I was like that's a big thing to say. <laughs> I could see Jen resenting her cuz she's rich. Cuz it seems like Jen might be like posturing. Mm-hmm. But I think that Jen probably doesn't like you cuz you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And you're married to your grandpa. And it weirds her. And you said she smelled like a hospital. Yeah. After her favorite aunt had to get, I'm not like I'm in no way. Yeah, I'm in no way like defending Jen's. Her actions are unhinged, but like she has a point. Yeah, like you guys just need to like put this to bed. I like Heather's 
Heather, it's like you guys both have said things that are fucked up to each other. Just like end it there yeah. and then move on. Yeah. But neither of them can move on and they're going to hang They're going to ride this out to the bitter end. And I'm glad for that. But I'm also like, this is going to yeah. like hurt both of you in the process. It's crazy because um, first of all, I was just like, I, I still I'm like, wow, that Mary and Heather are at lunch together or at dinner together. <laughs> but also, um, mm-hmm. my question was, do you think Jen is going to be mad that Heather went to lunch with Mary? Maybe. Or it, but that is part of my theory that she only cares about Meredith. Yeah, I feel like true. she's. I feel we'll like see. that's the big test. Yeah, because like if she's if she's claiming to give such a shit about her, her friends being loyal. Like, is she going to react in the same way Heather, who's like arguably her actual best friend, is out mm-hmm. to lunch with her sworn enemy? If she doesn't make a big deal about that, then like that's also like you. So you care. You have more like agenda with Meredith's friendship. That's my theory. Yeah. I get that. Then Mary, Mary starts tries to explain. Yeah. Yeah. She tells her like sob story to Heather explaining her situation and trying to like drum up sympathy, which again, it's like, yeah, I have like, I, it must be really hard when your grandmother passes away and then writes in her will that you, her young granddaughter are supposed to marry your step grandfather. Like that would feel like a betrayal. Yeah, but then she starts Mary crying says, like she didn't want to marry him and she's crying and she says she didn't want to marry him but she prayed about it for two years and then realized that she, the right thing to do is to get married to him i'm just like you gaslit yourself yeah she's into thinking like god wanted this for you she clearly i mean she was 19 when the arrangement was like announced so like i mean when you're 19 your brain is still not fully formed like you're you're still a teenager and you're like i think your like frontal lobe is not fully developed yet until you're at least like 26 yeah. i think so like you're still a kid basically and i mean you're an adult but like you're you're still a fucking idiot and you shouldn't be making you should big be life making decisions, decisions like sh- to inherit about a marrying cult. your grandfather <laughs> yeah and She's clearly was like pressured into it for two years by her family in the church, the family that didn't, you know, dissent. And yeah, it's probably it was and probably her like situation with her mom with telling her, no, I don't want you to do this, like probably gave her more resolve to do it in a way. Yeah. And just I mean, she lost kind of her innocence and and her mom and like one decision so it's it's probably like really hard for her and she starts crying and i was just like there's something wrong here i'm sorry like someone (laughs) needs to just say like okay yeah but that's like super weird and fucked up this is like weird you're in a cult like you're a cult like you've been brainwashed by your this very cult that you lead you're both a victim and a perpetrator what will happen next only the lord knows only the lord knows but it's it's getting good it's 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 a good season yeah it's a rich it's a rich world i'm excited to be on this journey carrie thank you carrie so much carrie you can follow lara for being lara at lars marie follow carrie at ecario join the patreon if you're jonesing for more Bonus content, new bonus episodes drop every Saturday. And uh, stay safe, everyone. Stay, stay safe. positive. 
The lights at the end of the tunnel. And thank you to Found. Thank you, Found. For partnering to bring you this episode of SUP. We love Found. We do. Found loves us. And you will love Found if you try it. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 